downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. 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 Treasonous. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Welcome back to another episode of Un-American, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonous where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined today by Franklin. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm doing fantastic. How are yeah. you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What's uh, what's what's got you feeling oh, fantastic? Yeah, I'm actually doing even better. I'm uh, relaxing. I have uh, we got these awesome uh, I don't know gifts, I guess, for the studio. Yes, very much. Our so. studio is coming along quite well. I uh, way better in the last year than it was the four before it. Yes, I, I feel. Yeah, no, I I tend to agree with you a bit. Yeah, but even so, I think we got our coolest gifts ever. Uh, Christina, are one of our Patreon backers mm-hmm. and uh, entrepreneur. Uh, Made us uh, mugs with our logos on them. Yes. And yeah. they are awesome. They are very cool. We will uh, put pictures up on the Patreon. I think they're as already well up on the Twitter. On I, was, the Twitter. I was excited when I saw them. Uh, giving that shit away for free. <laughs> um, they've they've actually been on the Facebook for a couple of days, too. After she made them, she, she tagged us in them. And, yes, they are very cool. And thank yeah. you very much, Very well Christina. made, yeah. Uh, those are those are very nice. They might I be just, better than the ones uh, Patreon offers. I'm not sure. Yeah, yet. I, I we we haven't seen those yet. Uh, we should be seeing those soon. Um, but these are very cool, and uh, so you can check them out on the Twitter and Facebook pages. And if you like them and uh, you want something um, custom made, whether it's about the whether it's got the show logo on it or uh, or if it's just something that you want you can check her out on facebook at uh you can search f-bomb mom decor and more on facebook um and uh you can also email her at f-bomb f-dot-bomb dot mom dot decor at gmail.com <laughs> sounded like you were throwing down a rap beat there <laughs> i know right? awesome yeah uh so so good um i am also doing well and it is also studio related i am digging uh first of all i'm hoping that uh when we when we started rearranging a couple of weeks ago an echo came back into the studio that was not there and so i'm very much hopeful that we've got that figured out now um just just based on I think there were some things we overlooked after we rearranged yeah. that, that were not put back in place. So I'm hoping that the echo is fixed. If not, it will be soon because we are aware of it as you are. Um, but that is not my silver lining. My silver lining is these kick-ass stools that we just got. We recently switched uh, the way that we're recording to standing because it's, a, per, from my perspective or my personal feeling on it is it's way more comfortable to stand i enjoy yeah. doing it oh i do too um, i had the option at work and i also i went to a standing desk because i'm like i i sit too much at home like yeah when i'm not doing shit but a little secret about the show it takes twice as long to record the show as however long an episode is and about five times longer to edit the show uh so th- when we put out a tucker carlson or a sean hannity episode that's two hours and 20 minutes we've been standing 
sitting for four hours in this fucking room. So and then we'll have to stand another ten or however long. I'm exaggerating, but editing is right. even longer. Yeah, about the same. So uh, so I'm I'm digging these stools and I'm hoping that they that they uh, that they serve us well uh, if we need to jump <laughs> off our feet for a couple of minutes. So I I am excited about that. Um, Jim is not with us tonight. Uh, Jim is, Jim actually called me, um, and actually it kind of worked out because I had a different plan for the way this episode was going to go. I had a, I had a different episode halfway prepped when Jim texted us and told us that he was not going to be able to get out of his real job, uh, early enough tonight to record. So that's unfortunate. We will miss him. He will be back next week, but because he threw me that text, I kind of put what my original plan was on hold um, and was like, all right, well, if we're going to do a two-man, I've got one that's, uh, I think, will... A little more conducive to a back and forth. Yeah, it a- is. Um, and it's something that if you are familiar with, like if you came over from the Devil's Advocate podcast feed, um, we you've heard us talk about it before, but I want to kind of, I wanted to kind of put it Within the structure of this show, uh, the rating and whatnot, Um, and so I wanted to do another episode that wasn't strictly on a person, and so I figured with all of the news of the police um, and shooting unarmed black people... Always, it seems like always. I think that's their uh, official job now. It I, seems I, the only, be the only thing they actually do. I think it might be. Um, I want to take a look at some of these cases, uh, and and especially starting with the recent one that is in the news um, this week out of Minneapolis. So we're going to do that on this episode. Um, but before we do that, I do want to take a moment to say that if you like the show and you want to support what we're doing, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com at slash unamerican. Become a Patreon patriot today. Bonus content is available there as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff. And we greatly appreciate your support of the show. Um, we do. With that being said, I do want to offer you a Freudian slip, I guess. Which is uh, unfortunate, but I don't think it's the last time that we're going to hear this line. There's a standoff between police and protesters here. Smoke bombs have been fired. Tear gas have been fired. After a shooting, another police shooting of a black man in Minnesota. Speaking as a person who lives 15 minutes away from Ferguson, Missouri, uh, in a suburb of St. Louis... Minnesota, you have some shitty-ass police officers. Um, This is not an uncommon story in Minnesota, and it's not an uncommon story in the country. Uh, This is something that we see all of the time. Um, And so... Partially, probably, because we have so many officers who are patrolling areas that they don't live in. Yeah. That there isn't, like, police live in the suburbs, but then they're patrolling, you know, apartments and... Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, three cases, to, or three separate incidences tonight, um, but we're going to start off with this one in, in Minneapolis, um, the, the shooting of Dante Wright um, by a police officer, Kim, Kim Potter. Um, she mistakenly 
this, the, this is the the, the, what, the official not even what story. She says it's what her boss said. It's right? what her boss said. Said I'm reviewing the, the tape. This is what he thinks. And they have both since resigned. Um, says that she mistakenly drew her handgun instead of her taser and uh, and shot this man. As there was a struggle, like he he did jump back in the car. Um, but police aren't supposed to kill guilty people either. That's not the job description, um, especially when not being threatened. So, you know, we, we can kind of go through this. Um, this first clip that I have is from uh, Minneapolis. Uh, the news station is WPRI 12. Well, it's only been about four hours since protesters dispersed from the city of Brooklyn Center, according to the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. That following a night of clashes between police and hundreds of protesters. Authorities say protesters threw rocks and other objects at police and businesses had been broken into. The National Guard activated to help, a curfew now in effect. This unrest was spurred by an officer-involved shooting in the city Sunday afternoon. Police say they stopped the driver and attempted to arrest him on an outstanding warrant. Police say the driver re-entered the vehicle and drove away. According to police, an officer fired at the vehicle, striking the driver who crashed several blocks away. Mourners, including the family of 20-year-old Dante Wright, gathered at the scene of that crash demanding answers. Um, can I point out that uh, the, the reason that I pulled this specific clip, and this might be my bias uh, showing through here a little bit, but I feel like that's a very white perspective of what happened and a very uh, white way to pitch the story. Um and what I mean by that is he got pulled over for a uh, for an outstanding warrant. That's not why he got pulled over. That's not why he was told that he was pulled over. That's not why the police chief said he was pulled over. He was pulled over, according to the police chief, for, uh, for expired tags. He was told that he was pulled over for having an air freshener hanging in his rearview mirror, which is illegal in Minneapolis. So... There's some problems here with what they only realized that he had an outstanding warrant after they had gotten his ID and ran his name. So I don't like the, the, the way that that is set up from the start, the evening of the shooting, that he was pulled over for an outstanding warrant because they didn't know that when they pulled him over. Right. What are your thoughts? No, I think that's exactly – I was just getting to the point. I don't even know that – like. Having expired plates should be something that gets you pulled over, and I think that's kind of something people would would push back on me. But if you think about it, it's not hurting anybody. Right. It's a it's a financial crime. It's yeah. a crime of you didn't pay your taxes. I don't think we should. I don't think I think we view the police in a different way. The police should not, in my opinion, be used for petty shit like that. The police should be used when someone is called for a domestic dispute, when people are fighting, when there's yeah, violence. Yeah, I mean, you think it would be as simple as the Department of Motor Vehicles sending you a, 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 a fine. Yeah. yeah, and just keep, just you keep know, doing like, it. They do it for every fucking thing else. Right. My problem, is, like with stuff like this, with like the air freshener, with the stuff, like it's not actually hurting anybody. And I think the problem is we're using right. police and we're getting confrontation over shit that should really just be a letter from the government being like, hey, don't do that or you'll fucking pay fine yeah no i don't i don't disagree either way though it. i do think they're shifting logic of why they even pulled them over i don't think that's unique to this case i think cops oh, routinely pull people over and they're just like we'll find something well and depending on 
the bias of the person telling the story or the person maybe not even the bias just the perspective of the person telling the story if you ask most people most white people in white suburbia like who see this story on the news over and over again I mean, at least in my experience, and now I'm from, I'm from Missouri. I'm from, we live close to St. Louis. I live in the suburbs of St. Louis. You're in St. Louis. Um, so we don't live in rural Missouri, but still the, the typical line that I hear is the assumption that the person in the car, typically a black person when the story is, is being played on, on the news, uh, did something wrong and so, like, the, uh, let's see how the cop was justified. And so it bothers me when I hear a news clip, a local news clip from the night of the shooting that's already setting it up that way for the audience, that this guy had a warrant, which in your brain triggers he was a bad guy. You don't know what the fucking warrant was for. There's no explanation for Or even for just, that. like, let's look at the percentage of the population who have had warrants. I've had a warrant. Right. Like I'm most of the sure people I know, time, I think I, yeah. I think most adults I know, if they have not had a warrant for like, I mean, I also know a bunch of poor people who can't pay the speeding tickets they get. You know, it's right, but it's usually for crap well, like and, that, and that's what. It, uh, and look, then you forget, you know, about your. Court I want to say when I was like eight or eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah. It was like I forgot about it, and then like a year later, I've been driving, nothing bad had happened, right. got pulled over once, and I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, but uh, I think the majority we we view this crap like, like it's important, like someone had a warrant. That that that, that means literally nothing. In right. the context of, are, did, did, did they deserve to get pulled over or, you know, at that particular moment? Were they doing anything suspicious? Right. Yeah, no, I I completely don't disagree with you. Um, let's hear from the police chief and what the official line from the uh, police department is going to be as this uh, case is unfolding uh, Sunday afternoon. I believe it was Sunday afternoon, the the 11th of April. Today I will be releasing the body-worn footage worn by the officer involved in the fatal officer-involved shooting that happened on Sunday afternoon. I have watched the video myself, and there's nothing I can say to lessen the pain of Mr. Wright's family, friends, loved ones, for that feeling of loss that they must have. That pain is shared by the community and also all those involved in the incident. What I can do is convey my deepest sympathies to the Wright family and be transparent with the information I'm aware of at this time. But what I've understood is the releasing of video this early in a situation is not something that they condone. They leave it up to me to do that. And as I decided to do that, they're not part of this conversation. They're not part of this press conference at this time. Um, I can't tell if he's talking about the family there. You asked me that in the break, or if he's talking about. He almost the, has to be right because, like, they won't be like he's not talking about the law because the law is there. He is the law, right? He is the law. So I'm thinking he's meaning like this is why the family's not with me because they don't agree with my decision to release to the release tape. the tape. Um, I I can't totally be a hundred percent on that. Uh, one way or another, I can tell you that the voice that you're hearing is uh the is the city's police chief Tim Gannon. Um, or was did he re- what he they yeah he and Kim Potter have both resigned um but so there is a reason though that I pulled that clip and the reason that I pulled that clip is because he says that they don't condone and whether he's talking about the family or whether he's talking about the courts or the just like the way that the law usually works mm-hmm. whoever they is the police union or something that, that, you know whoever that, that don't condone the releasing of this footage one thing that i would like to point out that is true 
or that seems to not be true. It doesn't necessarily have to be true in 100% of the cases, but it is definitely there's a trend that the police release videos, uh, A, because people because the community gets outraged but i but feel like they do it a lot too damn strategically yeah they do it anytime there's a video of the victim acting aggressively anytime. or in any way right. that is that can be seen as criminally they're fine with releasing that video because it paints the suspect in a bad light and it paints the police as like well maybe what they would you the, have done yeah you that, regular civilian who has no idea right? how to answer this which question? is a legitimate way to shoot back criticism for most people who've never pulled the gun on someone like right. when you say it to me it's like yeah i don't know what i would have done maybe i would have shot someone accidentally but it that's not that like this issue in this one case isn't the problem right Every time we talk about this, whether it's, uh, you know, Philando Castile or, or um, Michael, Michael, Michael Brown. Brown and, uh, like, yeah. We're not even talking about this specific case. We're talking about the fact that it happened so frequently, so frequently. that we forget their names. Yes. That it, like. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's not. And we don't even know all of their names because it happens way more frequently yeah. than the we, than the major case of like George Floyd and, Mar- and Michael Brown. We already Brown. have a problem like with as you said when you get information wrong right out of the gate especially when you're the media. Right. There's already a a, a huge drive for everyone to kind of play the facts to like to them. Mm-hmm. So we saw it with Ferguson of like did the guy steal a cigar? Was he shoplifting? Like that made any fucking difference. Like the crime he was committing made any difference on the fact that he ended up dead. Right. Yeah. You know, the fact that someone could be pawning off a fake $20 bill, like, that that doesn't fucking matter. No. Like, that is an irrelevant part of the conversation that we get so wrapped up in right. every time this happens. Because it's a reach to justify yeah. what happened. and it, They look at it in the micro instead of the macro. Right. Um, Tim Gannon is asked by a reporter in this press conference why he made the decision to release the video. I felt the community needed to know what happened. They needed to see it. I needed to be transparent. And I want to be forthright. I do respect to Dante as well. Okay, so so far so good, I guess. As far as like the the statement so mm-hmm. far seems, uh, I'm still it, pissed about that. This is not a standard procedure with every police shooting, right? Only the ones that they deem only the video is doesn't is not too damning to them. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It definitely does feel that way. Um, so the, this press conference goes on. From what I've understood. From the, the public safety briefing, there was an expired registration on the vehicle. That means the tabs were expired. Upon arrival, when the officer made contact, I think at that time when he made it, when he walked up to the car, he discovered that there was a hanging item from the from the rearview mirror. So there was a contact that the officer went up there initially for, attain, obtained his his ID or his driver his name, and he walked back to his car. And at that time, he ran his name and he found out that he had a warrant. That's why they were moving from the car and they were making custodial arrest. Okay, so there he is telling you why it didn't. As far as the WPRI is considered, the the original clip from the news, it doesn't have. He wasn't pulled over because of a warrant, and and he nor was he pulled over because something hanging in his vision or his rearview mirror, which no. is the dumbest fucking law I've ever that heard. That is a stupid fucking. You law. can't have a a. a Thick palm tree or whatever. Just kind of seem like, well, then why would it be even legal to sell it at a gas station right. in Minneapolis or like whatever? Um, it, it just it Get doesn't make shit sense together, Minneapolis. Yeah, or like regulate that. There's a lot of stupid car laws that, like, in certain cities. Like, that, I understand, like, if you have like giant fuzzy dice, 
that are comically huge. <laughs> yeah, giant. That might be a problem. Like, but the, that's also like what, the cotton swab that, that Cuomo also, used. That should not be. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. That also shouldn't be a law, though. We should have things just called common sense laws. We're like, yeah. you, okay, you can hang stuff from your rear view up until a point, and we all know that point is when it becomes comically fucking ridiculous. Or just regulate the fucking, like, don't allow people to attach that little string on two comically large dice. Right. Like, companies should not be they allowed to, be to do that. They have to be sold separately. Like, yeah, you have to sew that shit together. It's like a gut, like a silencer. Like, we can sew the parts, but you got to put it together. Right. Um, here's where the, com- the, the, com- the news conference turns, in my opinion. As you can hear, the officer, while struggling with Mr. Wright, shouts, Taser, Taser, several times. That is part of the officer's training prior to deploying a Taser, which is a less lethal device. That is done to make her partners aware, as well as the subject, that a Taser deployment will be imminent. During this encounter, however, the officer drew their handgun instead of their Taser. Okay. So here's where the taser comes into play. This isn't the first time someone has made this claim. No, not at all. The thing that I want to know, and maybe I'm just wrong, but I have held a gun, and I know that the the the, the my handgun is considerably lighter than the handgun that that the standard issue yeah. police Glock or whatever it is now. Um, the the idea that you could gra- grab mistakenly grab a, a, a plastic gun, gun and, and mistake it for a metal one, yeah. Which even that detail, I hate because I still think they're focusing on the wrong details of. Did they pick well, that's up, to set up the defense. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're 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 playing like offensive defense. Yes. Um, but like, first of all, hey, maybe we don't make stun guns. Maybe they don't carry them in the same place that they carry their gun. So it's like. Well, and he'll go on in a second to talk about About the location of them. Yes. And all these stupid details. Yeah, just don't, like, or if you're going to carry a taser, don't have him carry a gun, or you know. You should only be reaching to your side. In my opinion, you should only be reaching to your side if you actually feel like you're under, like, an imminent threat. Yeah. Right? A guy walking away from you, I don't think he's, like. I have, like, I've watched this video, and we're going to listen to the audio uh, from this traffic stop in a couple of minutes. Um, and uh, I, it just, to me, it, it, there's no, to me, there's no imminent threat there. Um, as this press conference goes on, his next, so he set up the taser defense. Now, something else that I thought was interesting was the next thing that he said in, in the conference. And I think it's interesting because to me, this is a slip up. This is something that they're going to regret when, when, if and when this goes to court. For informational purposes, we train with our handguns on our dominant side and our taser on our weak side. So if you're right-handed, you carry your firearm on your right side and you carry your taser on the left. This is done purposefully and is trained. As I watch the video and listen to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. Okay, here's the problem. First of all, it doesn't matter what your opinion is. Like, it doesn't. The police Actually, chief- this is probably the least, uh, the least appropriate place for your fucking opinion. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're setting the narrative. Yeah. You're telling 100%, people. 100%. You're who, priming your story. Yeah. You're telling people who don't want to like the 
black victim, the unarmed black victim, uh, who want him to be guilty of something, you're telling them, look, it was an accident, like, clearly, like, she had her I shit mean, on the wrong side, whatever, but that's not good enough. No, that's not, that's a that's a reason, it's not, or it's an excuse, but it's not a reason, you no. know, like. and here's the thing, accident or no, like, if I go to, if if I'm working any job, right, if I go to work, and I fuck up on it, in a huge way, there are consequences to that. You can't just be like, oh, I'm a cop. I made an accident. It caused somebody cost somebody their life. Oopsie. Yeah. I That's get... that is not acceptable. You can't that cannot be the defense. And the and the uh, the uh, the the punishment cannot simply be I'll resign and walk away. Absolutely not. Which That's... is what all all it is, you know? Yeah. All it all ever has been. Yeah. And it... I understand like putting yourself in the police shoes of you you're trying to do your best to keep society fucking from crumbling i get that and i get wanting to come to the defense of someone you work with especially right. with, with anything like military or police there is a camaraderie there's a brotherhood aspect and what and with most, i get that with most jobs there is yeah and i also like i yeah and i i get the idea also that there's probably that, like that woman might not be a bad person right you know doesn't that that also is a detail that doesn't matter it doesn't matter no. when when it meeting out justice for a a death. All that matters is what happened, yeah. not what was supposed to happen, not what shouldn't have happened, not what was a mistake. None of that fucking matters. What yeah. matters is what happened. It doesn't matter if the woman thought she was on her floor entering her apartment. It doesn't matter. Exactly. She ended up shooting a man yep. who did nothing. Yeah, yeah. One hundred. Someone has to. Yes, there has to be some kind of punishment for that. Yeah. Gannon goes on. I've asked the BCA to conduct an independent investigation into the shooting and death. Once they are completed, I expect they will submit their findings, independent of me, to the appropriate authorities, the appropriate attorneys that will that will look and review this case. I'm also stressing that I do hope for the community to be patient and allow this investigation, criminal investigation, to be completed as thoroughly as possible. I believe Mr. Wright deserves this, as do all involved. You can call for an independent investigation all you want. What does that mean? Because typically what we find is cops investigating cops, and that is a problem mm-hmm. with the trust that in the community. Right. You already are just accidentally shooting people in the streets all the time. And now we're asking the people who usually work with to put bad guys behind bars to suddenly investigate you and right. determine if they think you're a bad person. Like, well, no, no shit, they're going to have a, a well, predetermined opinion of you. And if you look at the the statistics of how many cops go to fucking jail over cases With like less this. Less than it, 1% yeah. or a fraction of a percent. Yeah, I mean, fuck. The Minneapolis had already was preparing with the George Floyd case, and they were already putting out barricades, and all of that shit already right. existed prior to this. That's because, like... I, I mean, know. we saw it here with Ferguson. That wasn't happening in it. Like while that was happening, we had an officer who got let off for a murder in 2011. Yeah, you know, like it's it's yeah. And the fact that you can like, you can watch TV and movies made in the early 90s that are addressing the exact same damn problem yeah. that we're having now. We have not made one step closer. Like watch Boys in the Hood, straight out of Compton. Just fucking any movie, same shit that was made in the early 90s, and you can see that this is like. <laughs> This has to be systematic. Yeah. There is no other other excuse for it. No, it can't exist this long and not be a problem with the system. Um, here is my my biggest problem with his entire press conference. The officer is currently on administrative leave. 
make a short comment about what happened last night to our community, a community that I've been a part of for 27 years. I've seen some of the, the worst damage to this city I've ever seen in those years. Again, peaceful protesting, expressing yourself, we fully support that. But the ravaging of our businesses, the looting of our stores, the destruction to our pharmacies, we cannot tolerate that. I'm not trying to go all Antifa on you here, but how do you peacefully protest murder after murder after murder after murder after murder after murder? Yeah. How do you do that? Well, how do you not, tell ex not expect that the that their blood is going to get so hot and they're going to get so boiled that they're going to explode? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that a few of them are going to, yeah, yeah. There, there well, is that no gonna way. Be, like, but there's also I just hear them priming their story of like, well, someone's going to break a window, and the moment that happens, every protester is. We don't have to listen to them. Yeah. Yeah, they're all like they're all part of it. You're right. You've lost your cause and whatever. No, no, you lost your cause. Like, don't tell me that the community should respect police officers when this is the same thing over and over again. And look, I'm not saying that all police officers are bad. I don't believe that all police officers are bad. Um, but I'm fucking tired of talking about this story. Yeah. And I say that every time that you and I, I talk about this story. I am so sick of talking about this. Yeah. Why can we not fix this? Uh, and and what I'm sick of more than talking about this story is the, the it just the unwillingness for the white community to fucking recognize it. Like, there is a large portion of the white community, and that's why the system is so broken and it never gets fixed, is because there's a whole lot of suburban people that are willing to fucking look the other way. Well, it's also, I mean, they genuinely, some of them might not believe it is a problem because they've never seen it. Right. Like, I mean, even like, or they've only seen it in a movie, or they don't think it's a real, like well, an everyday you, problem. Yeah, when you live in a uh, gated community, yeah. it it's hard to because if see you're this well, it's shit. also like if you if you're from the suburbs and you view it as like well, how many bad cops are there? But the, that's not the metric to view it by because it's not necessarily a bad cop that shoots someone. It's some I'm willing to bet it's perfectly fine people that have done it sometimes. Right. Like I'm not saying all of them, but like I'm not saying you necessarily have to be evil to do it. I think it's a problem in the way we train police to respond to people and yeah. respond to situations. Where we escalate so much more than we need to. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Is like the training. Either we train them like soldiers. Yeah, it's like the military, and that is not at all what it should be. Like it should be much closer to a counselor than a a soldier. Yeah. Now you hear any Republican that's still left listening, which they're not, because the second I said that we're talking about the police, this got fucking turned off the conservative ears. Uh, but, um. I can hear them yelling at you that like, oh, send a social worker. Shut the fuck up. Like, that's not what we're like. We're not saying actually also, send a no, social worker. I, I literally like, yeah, some, a lot of the things police get called on, like uh, someone threatening suicide. They call the police. Yeah. Why doesn't a counselor show up too? they would be much more effective with that problem with a marriage dispute with yeah. that kind of shit? Like there are things that cops they're they're a short band-aid solution and we use them for everything. Yeah. No, I agree like, with I you. I think the thing is, like, they should be multiple departments. Like, people with a gun shouldn't be a fraction of the people we call police or th that show up when you call 911. Right. No, I don't disagree. Um, I want to play the audio of the traffic stop itself because he made the point, Tim Gannon made the point in his press conference that she shouted, taser, 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 which is something that they are trained to do when they actually are deploying their taser. Um, so let's listen to it first, 
and then you and I can discuss uh, the tone and like what we hear. Um, I will tell you that like I I understand this is an audio medium. I would suggest that if you are not if this type of shit doesn't. It's not easy to listen to. It's not easy to listen to. At all. If it, but I, it's harder to watch. But I would say that you should be to so that you can see what the aggressiveness was and what what they were responding to. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you and I can watch this, um, and then and and the audience can listen in with us. So he's just been pulled out of the car. He's getting handcuffed. Jumps back in the car. There's a gun. Okay, so the reason that I think that it's important to play the clip itself um, and to kind of set the scene that you're that you're listening to there is because of a couple of reasons. One, I believe I get I do believe that she thought she had her taser because of the way that she said that. Like, I don't believe that she made a conscious effort to. to and first of all, let me uh, preface this section by saying, just like Tim Gannon, doesn't fucking matter what I think. Like, it doesn't. Well, um, also, and what Tim Gannon should have not done is like he didn't need to prime people for that. Enough people would hear that and think that like she probably did think she had her taser. She probably did. Her, her adrenaline probably was pumping. It yeah. still doesn't. That's it, not. It doesn't matter. That's not a reason someone should just go home no. after shooting someone to death. The other thing is too about the body cam footage. Uh, like it's clear that she is holding a gun the entire time because of the way that the body cam is positioned uh, with her fucking hand, her arm extended in front of it the entire time. Like it is clear to everyone watching it that like that is not a taser. That is clearly a gun that does not look like a taser, doesn't have the yellow stripes, doesn't look like any episode of Cops that I've ever seen. Like that is clearly a gun, uh, a handgun. And so did she make a mistake? Maybe so. Does that matter? Absolutely not. It does not matter because if a mistake is all that it takes to not be held accountable, then every unarmed black person made a mistake, right? Like, I made a mistake or the cops wouldn't be here. That isn't good enough for them. It's not good enough for me and you when we fucking are 19 years old and don't show up to court, fucking forget about it because we're stupid teenagers, and then get a uh, fucking letter in the mail, you know? Like, it, yeah. But that, for me, that ends with me mailing in a payment and being like, my bad. Like, I'm sorry. Right, yeah, let me just take care of this. Uh, it, 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 the... I've been I, like I've been lucky. I've been pulled over a number of times. I've I've had handcuffs put on me once. I've never had a 
bad boy over here. <laughs> I've never had a negative interaction with the police. They haven't always been positive, but they have never been negative towards me. They've been maybe shitty, but I never thought, like, threatened. But that's right. a very different story than what most people in St. Louis probably experience when they get pulled over right. or pulled out of their car by police. I never wondered if I was going to die in yeah. that moment. Yeah, um, I never had that thought. Probably because I, I'm a redhead that doesn't look like he's up to anything in probably particular. Probably because you're white. Yeah. Like, you have never... Like, I think redhead is ultra white, though. <laughs> ultra, super white. Yeah. Aryan, without the racism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I also don't think that, like, regardless of what she intended, it doesn't matter. A guy ended up dead over something that didn't... What was his warrant even over? Um, Do you know? I, I never cared enough to look it up. I didn't look it up either. Let me find out. Uh, he had a warrant. Uh, his rights warrant was because he f- failed to turn up for a court appearance via Zoom. Yeah, exactly what I. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you and I are still here. Yeah, like, I'm not saying he should have tried to get back in his car and flee the cops. But also, not. like, no, but that also is not a reason for someone to pull a taser or a gun. No, like, no. Nope. You have his name. You know where to fucking. You've like, got his license plate. Like, yeah. it's yeah. Um, unless he is wanted for murder. Or, you know, like, a violent crime. Yeah, and you had asked uh, a bit ago, like, how long before the the uh, videos have been released in other cases. It varies. Uh, it, it does seem... I know, like, we do have a bias when it comes to this as far as... Because we're in St. Louis, because we're close to the Stockley I mean, yeah, case, we just lived through a decade of... Of, of this being the what defined our city. Right. So it did, it, especially with the Michael Brown case, it felt it was intentional the way that that information, like they released the story at the same time they released the video of him robbing the, the, the robbing air quotes. He shoplifting. He took a pack of cigarillos uh, and Darren and the cop didn't know that when also, they, until I'll, I'll, he was dead. I'll own up to it. I've also shoplifted when I was a teenager. Yeah, still and here. And I did get caught. Yeah. <laughs> like, still here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I do want to play. The, his his mother was interviewed um, outside of the courthouse the the day after the, the first night of riots, so I guess Monday morning. Um, and so I, I pulled a clip from her uh, just because I, I feel like it's important to tell the whole story. He called me at about 1.40 that he was getting pulled over by the police. And I said, well, why did you get pulled over? He said he had, they pulled him over because he had air fresheners hanging from the rear mirror. I said, okay, take them down. And he said, mom, they want to know about insurance. I said, I will, I said, I will, um, when the police officer comes back to the window, put him on the phone and I will give him the insurance information. Then I heard the police officer come to the window and say, put the phone down and get out of the car. And Dante said, why? And he said, we'll explain to you when you get out of the car. So I heard the phone get either put on the dashboard or dropped, and I heard scuffling, and I heard the police officer say, Dante, don't run, and then the other officer said, put the phone down, and hung it up, and then two, like a minute later, I called, and his girlfriend answered, which was the passenger in the car, 
and said that he'd been shot and he, she put it on the driver's side and my son was laying there lifeless and then I said where are you and she said I don't know and the other officer said hang up the phone she hung up the phone and I called 911 to find out where they were then I get here and there's a car accident and my son's laying on the ground uh, tell me if you uh agree with me or not I do think that if you're being told to step out of the car you should be being told why you're you're I don't buy this. We'll tell you when you get out of the car. No, you're going to fucking handcuff me. Right. And you're not going to tell me why I'm being arrested, which right. is like, that should be the first thing you tell someone. It's like, yeah. we're, we're going to arrest you for this. Now, that should also be a very calm moment where you come up to me and like, look, I know this is a pain in the ass, but like, you got a warrant. We're going to have to arrest you. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, that's a better way to approach it. Yeah. Not absolutely. get out of the car, turn the phone. Like, yeah, okay, well, you want me to talk to your mom? Fine. Like, we'll, we'll handle the insurance. Like, no one has to get fucking excited here. Yeah. And no, they never do that, especially when there's, like, three cops around you, and this country has a history of fucking shooting people just like you and getting away with it. Right. I mean, Philander Castile was in Minneapolis, was in his car in the same situation, was shot while, like, in the driver's seat. Like, yeah. the, you know. Next the, to their girlfriend. Or their, like, so with the kid off. in the car. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, like, this is not, I, I just, I don't. This is a problem I've I had since I was a kid. And it's, uh, I'm so fucking glad that uh, it's not around anymore. If anything ever deserved to be canceled, which is an, a term I like, it's this fucking show. Cops is a piece of shit show. Yeah. And it's a show I hated as a kid because I always thought, like, do they have to be so rough? Like, these people, granted, like, some of them are assholes, some of them are criminals, but a lot of them are down-on-their-luck people. And right. when they're being arrested, do like... I. Once you have someone in handcuffs, there is no reason to put your fucking knee in their back while they're on the ground. Well, and I don't know if every just be a dick. If every cop's interaction is the same way that they are on that show, but every cop is an asshole for the camera. Like maybe every, that's it. Maybe the camera made them like it, it adds ten pounds of asshole. But yeah, maybe because it does seem like they're always. But I talking think that show down. highlighted something in the '90s that we should have been paying more attention to, which is like this behavior. This, like, we're cowboys yeah. running around and this is all fun kind of shit. This needs to stop. Yeah. This needs to be not... They Whoever cops, is at the top training people like this needs to be fired. Cops should not show up to work and have a good day. Right? No, every, no I mean, like I, that's a shitty thing to say, but no, like, that's but, also like a 911 caller. You're never going to have a good day. Right. A good day is a shitty day because you saved someone's life, but you had to hear a lot of crap. Yeah. Cops should not be, like... Yeah, and what I mean, though, is that, like, cops should not show up to it should it, always it shouldn't be a rowdy thing of like woohoo boom should, boom let's go there should always be anxiety there should always be pressure there should always be pressure to not fuck um, up kind of like a surgeon like i don't want 100%. a surgeon who shows up whistling and like fucking skipping down the hallway like you need to have a little bit well, of gravitas and, for what you're dealing with here that's a good point because if you go back to this whole idea that this was a mistake oops this was an accident our bad like people get fucked for medical malpractice you don't get to make mistakes you don't you that's do why you not if you that are is why cop, your job takes years of training to get certified yeah. to do because you, the, the stakes are so fucking high the problem is that and that comes back to the training the problem is that cops do make mistakes get better training get better cops you can't fuck up you have a profession yeah. where you cannot well, fuck if up if you make if you make mistakes with, with, while you're doing a better procedure than the one we have now, the mistakes aren't as costly, at least. Right. If you that's make all a mistake, we need. If, you if write, someone accidentally gets tased, that's a hell of a lot better than them accidentally yeah. getting shot. And, and I should be clear, too. 
if you write the wrong ticket, fine, whatever. That's a mistake. Taking somebody's life is not a mistake. It cannot be chalked up to a mistake. That is an action. And there are consequences for actions. And if you can justify that action, then there aren't. There aren't. If if a perpetrator pulls a gun on you, if somebody, if you pull this kid over, uh, you like Dante Wright is twenty years old. He's a kid. If you pull this kid over and he pulls a gun on you, we all or he, we all know people who ran from the police. I'm sure if you're young enough, yeah, and, and if just you were dumb a enough, teenager, then you, yeah. you have you know a friend who's even dumber than you who ran from the the cops, right? Or you're related to one or whatever. Yeah, like it sounds bad on paper, but in theory, like a lot of people, a lot of teenagers, especially people under twenty one, everybody has a story. That is, back when I was this age, this is how dumb I was. Think about your friends. They ran from the fucking cops. Or you ran from the cops. Or somebody ran from the cops. I just don't get to say, like, when the cops say, like, oops, it was an accident, our bed. The, the people who got shot never, they never get that with their crimes. Of like, oh, yeah, they were shoplifting, but, you know, like, everyone's done it. Yeah. They never use that excuse the other way. It's only in, in defense of the guy with the gun. Yeah, 100%. Um, so the White House put out a statement, uh, very different than the previous White House, I, I might add, but... W- well, we would have been saying put out a tweet. Yeah, no shit. Um, but let's see it, how, let's see how you react to this. We've spoken to the governor, the mayor, spoken to the authorities there, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I haven't called, uh, Dante Wright's family, but, uh, our prayers are with their family. It's really a tragic thing that happened. We're and uh, but I think uh, we got to wait and see what the investigation shows uh, and the entire investigation. You all watched, I assume as I did, the film, which is fairly the body cam, which is fairly uh, fairly graphic. Um, the question is, was it an accident? Was it intentional? That remains to be determined. Uh, uh, by a full-blown investigation. I'm going to tell Joe the same thing that it, I have told the audience. It doesn't matter. It, it does need to be determined because I think the severity of the punishment is is determined by the, that. Yes. Yeah. But the fact that there should be a punishment is is what what is being. Yeah. Yeah. There's there, cause even in with Biden right there. There's this theory of like, well, if it was an accident, we just got to kind of accept that. Oop. You know, sometimes you break eggs making bad. omelets. Yeah. And that sometimes innocent people die so we can have a, a safe society. It's like, that's not good enough. No. And not when it's these rates. No. Like, one out of a million, I'm like, all right, that's a, uh, that's a fucking freak, you know, occurrence. You know, this is fucking so many a year you can't keep track that, that like, I mean, 2011 was when it started in St. Louis. And, like, it doesn't. Well, and I mean, it didn't just start in. Well, no, no, that, that, like the the, the large scale stories. Yeah, started in earnest. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a systemic problem that has been going on forever. I do not like that response. This is also making me so wish we would have had a a president, fucking Bernie. Bernie, his response would have been better. I think it would have told us a lot of the same line of "Let's wait and see." Let's let justice have its day in court. But he would have at least acknowledged that, like, hey, this is something we need to address. Right on a systemic level. Yeah, yeah. On like a, this isn't just about like the courts. We also need to, your policy. Your your yeah. fucking law. Uh, your politicians we, need to be dealing with this. We have a societal problem that we need to fix. Period. But in the meantime, I want to make it clear again: there is absolutely no justification, none, for looting. No justification for violence. 
peaceful protest, understandable. And the fact is that, you know, we do know that the anger, pain, and trauma that exists in the black community in that environment is real. It's serious and it's consequential. But it doesn't, will not justify violence and or looting. And so the question is uh, how we, in an orderly way, make clear that they get down to a full-blown investigation to determine what the facts are and what is likely to have happened. In the meantime, we're calling for peace and calm. And uh, we should listen to uh, uh, Dante's mom, who is calling for peace and calm. And uh, that's what I have to say at this moment on that issue. Here's, here's the problem that I have. Uh, I feel like he puts more emphasis on not rioting. I was about to say the exact same thing. What I wish someone would come out and say is there is never a place for police shooting someone who is unarmed. Yes. That is that should never be an option unless yeah. like he is literally about to pummel you to death. If there's more than two police officer, more than one police officer, like th- that should not be a thing that happens. I understand from a presidential position and statement and whatever, calling for calm, calling for peace. I don't think it should outweigh talking about what the it issue be given, is. It be given equal weight. Yes. Um, and, and it's not, and just like it, I, he it, sounds it, more like the uh, what's, what was the police detective's uh, name or the police officer, uh, Tim Gannon. Yeah, he's, the, he sounds like every white politician who has never experienced this shit in he person. He has preemptively kind of already taken a side. He, he's not going to say it explicitly, but he, he maybe he, he I, at least I, let you know what side he is comfortable on, which is like don't riot and. He's well. He's playing that line of like, and I get it. He does have to talk about peace as the president. He does. I again, my problem is more the the idea that he's not giving, he's not making it an equal weight situation. Like yeah. it, it doesn't. It feels like he put more emphasis on that. And if you need more to uh, back up that idea that he put more emphasis on on the reaction to the problem than the problem itself, we have this. There will not be lack of uh, help uh, and uh, support from the federal government if the local authorities believe it's needed. Are you concerned things could be on a razor's edge, sir? I'm not going to speculate now. I'm I'm hopeful that there will be a a verdict and an outcome that will be supported by the vast majority of the people in the region, and that's my expectation of hope. Here, two things. Uh, one, at the start of the clip, he says that basically if the feds need to send in extra support, they're going to do that, uh, which I get. We've seen that. We saw that with Ferguson. We saw it with uh, George Floyd. We, we, we've seen that every time, and as a president, you have to say that if the state requests federal help we're going to do that i don't like to me that feels bad now because trump abused it so much so i'm like in uh, in like extremely recent history we were talking about fucking secret police a year ago uh, and so with people like actually getting well, thrown in and, the back of the van, and we've seen the way that like that protesters have been dealt with, right? They haven't been handled with with kid gloves in terms of like no. these are people who are suffering a, a loss, right? And a fucking uh, I mean, seventy year old men getting shoved down by by uh, right. groups of police. 
you know, and people getting tear gassed and yeah, and for 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 fucking photo ops. So I understand uh, them saying like we want peace, but like they have to understand a lot of that starts at home. Yeah, a lot of that starts with like you guys fucking like what they were doing, and we're just now getting to the point where the the court cases are being settled with St. Louis. The way they illegally corralled fucking protesters mm. and i mean essentially boxed them in so that they could like that is military tactic that is literally well, like shit, what you yeah. do to the enemy that is not like those people are you should be protecting them yeah i mean they're expressing their their fucking first like one first of, amendment one of the things that i that was so uh, infuriating to me when it was going on here in 2014 in ferguson was that fact you were setting up apartheid type conditions Telling people that they can't even go back to their homes. If they're at work or whatever, the curfew was this time, stay the fuck out of the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, that's my home. You can't just barricade black people in their neighborhoods. Right. And, like, that's okay. And, of course, that's the place where it's going to be enforced. It's not going to be enforced in the suburbs. Right. Where fucking white teenagers are allowed to drive out, you know, because, like, oh, no one thinks out there it's gonna there's going to be a problem. Right. It's already inherently racist yes. in its implementation. Yeah, it is. And 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 the reason that they're allowed to get away with that, in my opinion, is because there is too much of the white community that is complacent. There's too much of the white community that doesn't deal with this shit. We don't see kids in our neighborhoods getting shot by police for you, having fucking air do fresheners. Do you think that's something that's changing? So like I'm talking about like the '90s and and the time, you know, the time. Like I keep bringing that up because that's when I was introduced to this idea as a young kid, watching movies like Boys in the Hood that I was way too young to understand what they were right. actually saying. But do you think more white people understand it now because of social media or just because of time, the way that like uh, morals and, and ethics kind of march on? I think that uh, there is... Obviously enough don't, but... Enough don't. Um, I do think that there is something that... I, it, maybe this is wishful thinking, but I hope that as time moves forward younger generations seem to be picking it up seem to and maybe it is because of social media um i can't maybe because if you see the problem you know there is a problem maybe it's as simple as that i think there's a lot to to be said about i'm not saying that there aren't racist people of all ages including young people there are uh but i do think that inherently our generation millennials and younger um are inherently less or not well, inherently I think, but i think racism is a, a weird thing because like if you go back to the civil war times the, the most progressive people of the day you bring them to today and ask their opinion on certain things like mm-hmm. segregated schools and stuff and they would seem racist by today's standards right and i think that's what we're seeing at a like just through a generational level yeah of like this generation is going to be their own they're going to be their own stereotypes and their own hurdles but the things that we used to get hung up on they're going to consider like i think that that our generation and those younger than us are more progressive than as socially progressive uh we don't think most of us i think i would hope the majority of us don't really think one way or another about gay people or gay relationships or what like that to us that is fine and normal and not taboo and not at least in my experience uh there are more people in my generation um 
that just like don't give a shit about it. And, it's and, much rarer to meet someone of our age who is homophobic, right? When you meet someone of of, of like our parents' generation who does, right. just doesn't understand it, you're like, all right, yeah, it's generational. Yeah, but to meet someone of our age, you're just like, oh, you just hate people. Which makes me hope then that as we move forward, our kids, my kids, Timothy and Philip, won't have as much of that in their generation either, because. I'm not fucking teaching them to be hateful towards I think that's very true, though. But I think even things like trans, like the trans community, when we grew up, we literally only heard about it in comedies when someone mistakenly yeah. thought a woman didn't know it was a man and hit on them. Right. Ha, ha, ha. Versus, like, your kids are going to grow up in a, in a time and place where, like, they see trans- transgender people on YouTube, on, like, or, literally the screens right next to the straight people. Like, it's not going to be or strange in the, Or to in them. the gender-neutral bathroom. Yeah. You know? And uh, even something like, grow- like, I grew up in a very, like, very rural white area. Like, very white. Yeah. But, like, by na- like nowadays, your kids probably have more interactions with black Americans just through YouTube. And, like, right. and just stuff like that in Sesame Street that I probably ever did in my, you yeah. know, formative years. That's That's not a horrible point. What is a horrible point is this clip from BBC. Uh, I, I this really aggravated me. Really, BBC's not usually you, terrible. You would think so, right? Uh, like now, let me set up. Well, I mean, racism maybe they they're not the best. This is uh, an American correspondent uh, who is who is reporting from Minneapolis and talking back to the BBC studio. So I've only pulled the correspondent. Um, this. The way that this is set up bothered me. Clive, city officials are saying that this shooting, which may have been a tragic mistake, could not have happened at a worse time given the tensions over the George Floyd case. Police here have been reinforcing their station all day after the protests that took place last night. And the mayor of Minneapolis has called a state of emergency and issued an order for a curfew. I play it for a couple of reasons. One, because to show that, like, the the same steps are used every time we declare a state of emergency uh implement a curfew or whatever i have a huge problem with the way that she sets it up and says uh, that this is this is a bad time for this to happen because of the george floyd Derek chauvin case it's always a there's never there's never a time you could have picked there is never a good time to kill an an unarmed person there's never a good time. There's never a good time to keep killing unarmed people in the same fucking community over oh, and over yeah, and over agreed. again. I've I've watched this shit happen. I think so many also times. the problem is um, that it, it's it's two sides and it's just uh, fatalistic. We know what's going to happen on both sides, right? But the problem is with that, like what that BBC reporter was saying is like the cops are showing up, they're preparing. They can do that. Every time yeah. an unarmed black man gets killed, they can prepare. They can bring in more uh, people, the National Guard. They can put up sandbags and get yes. the fire. The family the, and the community don't the community, get that person Well, back. yeah, and especially, like, black Americans, they can't prepare for this. They know what's going to happen, and there's nothing they can do to stop it. No. Nothing they can do to lessen the fact that, like, except maybe just placating cops. That's the best they can do It's just, like, never, ever, you know. It does seem ridiculous, too, the double standard between the the community and the police and and like no matter what community definitely happens in the black community more so than in white suburbia but there's this like there's this double standard that like cops are not expected to remain calm 
they get like if if the answer can be oh this was an accident then what you're telling me is that it's not that like cops are allowed to make those mistakes they're allowed to uh to 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 let adrenaline take over they're allowed to uh get like have the temperature in the moment yeah lost in the moment have the temperature too high from the get-go and like they're allowed to make mistakes at the meantime on the other end of that gun that's being pointed at the victim the victim has to do every single thing right they're not afforded a mistake they are not allowed to get up in arms. They're not allowed They're not to allowed be to upset. sneeze. Nothing. Because there's a gun in their face and that can, like any little movement can get you shot. That's a really shitty place to be if you're on the wrong side of that gun. And that's why I really think like police training should like the number one rule should be the gun comes out the least amount it can. Like the gun should never come out ideally. If yeah. you're if you're a perfect police officer, you should never have to draw your weapon. Right. You know, well, that's I mean, what the training should be. I mean, I mean, there's going to be cases if where, you're on the SWAT team. That's yeah. obviously not going to apply. But for like an average like city cop, I mean, we live in a pretty dangerous city. Yeah, but it's not that dangerous. No. I a beat cop shouldn't be pulling their gun over and over again. Yeah, uh, that should be a very rare event. Yeah. And it's not. It seems to be the first thing most cops go to. Yeah. I mean, it, which I understand if you have a gun, your first instinct is. To, yeah. The problem is that like. How are you supposed to tell the community you're supposed to remain calm when you don't know if the guy that just pulled you over is going to get out of the car calm? You don't know if he's going to be on edge, if he's going to be afraid, if he like if he's going to be ready with his finger on the trigger. How am I supposed to stay calm as the person who is in the car that got pulled over? Yeah. I will say as someone who like typically never never like I I have white privilege as all fuck when it comes to getting pulled over. My heart starts racing. I fumble mm-hmm. words. Like, it's the most nervous I am ever in my life Every is being pulled over. Every single time that I get pulled over, yep. I think to myself, is there something that I don't know that I did? Right? Like, like did I do something that I, I also, forgot about? <laughs> like, I also share I, a name with other people. Like, you know, like, it, it's yeah. possible. It, mistaken identity is always my worry. Right. Uh, yeah, which is weird because, like, for me, it's weird because I know rationally that, like, yeah, dude, you've been pulled over before. Like, you've had expired tags before. Whatever. You're there's no secret warrant out there that you don't know about. Yeah. But I still always have that thought. I can't imagine what it would feel like to be a member of the black community who would have that same thought, but also on top of that, like, this might be the last time I get pulled over. This might like wherever I just left might be the last place that right. I just left. And how drawing of a uh juxtaposition that must be pulling out of wherever of you know fast food or anywhere and then suddenly you have a gun in your face fucking two minutes later is this going to be a prejudiced cop who's looking for something because of his world view and if we were being honest if cops were treating all if if the reason you were getting pulled over equaled the amount of like attitude cops give you Drunk guns would be, would be being drawn a lot more in the suburbs, right? And they're not. Yeah. But the exact same kind of traffic stops are being pulled off there, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent. No one's ever getting shot out in you know nope. fucking because the burbs. Yeah, because and there's a reason that the, that the guns aren't getting pulled, and it's because the police aren't on edge, and the police aren't on edge because of the pigment of someone's skin. I think also yeah, the fact that it, seems that to it be. becomes a lot. I think like you go out to the suburbs and the cops that police the suburbs live in the suburbs yeah they're policing their neighbors they know people there and i think that's something you lose when you have 
people from the suburbs coming out and policing the city. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you at all. Now, like BBC had just set up for us, uh, this is a bad time, of course, because the Derek Chauvin case is going on in the same city. Uh, yeah. And Minneapolis has... This is, I mean, uh, Minneapolis is just playing out what St. Louis went through four years ago. Well, and what Minneapolis Literally. went through yeah, a couple of the, years ago. Like, uh, this is not this uncommon. This is just history just rhyming over and over again. I always thought St. Louis would be the shittiest city. Yeah. And I, I kind of took pride that we were the bottom and we wouldn't get worse. But no, of course, some city has to fucking outdo us. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's really... Like, I don't even totally blame the city so like whether you live whether like we're talking the 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 culture of the police department of a city probably plays a heavy role i think that it's just the system in general it doesn't matter if i go through the list like we get i mean yeah there's several places peppered in texas ohio louisiana you know washington yeah yeah. they're like this is not a jurisdiction problem not a regional problem no i mean it's regional to the united states Yes, which is an interesting fact that it doesn't go. If, you know, it's systemic. Canada doesn't have this problem. Yeah, it's a system problem. I mean, they have other problems, but here's a clip though. Uh, while we're talking about what is already going on in Minneapolis at the time of this shooting of Dante Wright, the Derek Chauvin trial is going on, and here's a clip from CBSN. Uh, talking about the trial. The state may rest its case as early as Monday in the Derek Chauvin trial. Day 10 wrapped Friday with key testimony from the medical examiner who conducted George Floyd's autopsy. Dr. Andrew Baker told jurors while heart disease and drugs played a role in Floyd's death, his May 2020 interaction with the police is ultimately what killed him. Chauvin is facing murder and manslaughter charges. He faces up to 40 years in prison if convicted. Okay, so... Where we stand, the prosecution has rested its case now. They have done two weeks of offering up uh, all of their character witnesses. We had we have had uh, police take this a lot, actually, lots of police. They took a field trip to the uh, location of the shooting, I believe. Right, the uh, jurors did. They uh, the the lots of police that have gone on the stand that have said what happened in that video, what what Derek Chauvin did. Uh, was the, not uh, procedure. The uh, postmortem, uh, the doctors who did the postmortem, I believe, also gave testimony. Yeah, um, saying that uh, that that the cause of death, while that, like, because the defense, as you can was imagine, that he had drugs in his system, and he, he just did. happened to die while he was being choked for nine minutes to death. Uh, Very convenient. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. I, I should. I, it aggravates me because as I was looking something up earlier in the show, the first, when I typed in Dante Wright's name, the first headline on Google was a Fox News article, and the headline was, here's his criminal history. Like, it's like what it they makes, do. And, yeah. yeah it, it's, and it's what the defense is doing you in the paint, Chauvin you trial. You paint the victim as, as the, the bad perp- guy. Yeah. 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 He, he's not an upstanding citizen in our mind ergo justification and i never see that with fox i never see they like here's the officer's record here's how many times they pulled their gun compared to a normal officer even does that play a part even when they do in st louis the fucking jason stockley uh go go listen to to the devil's advocate podcast and ring that bell (laughs) (laughs) and uh and there are there's a two-parter on on jason stockley every single instance in that case 
they brought up his character how many times he had been disciplined all of the, and mm-hmm. he still fucking walked because yeah. the, there is because the system of police unions having infinite amounts of money to be able to like it seems it, like the it, only union doing the fucking damn for their workers are police unions yeah they right? can't help amazon worth a fuck but they can get off anybody who shoots somebody never has to see a prison cell yeah yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Here's a little bit more about uh, of the doctor's testimony um, throughout the first two weeks of the Chauvin trial. For more on this, I'm joined by Joe Barrett. He is a senior Midwest correspondent for The Wall Street Journal. Great to have you with us, Joe. So Floyd's health and drug use is something that we've seen Chauvin's attorney try to argue multiple times as the reason why he died. How damaging was Dr. Baker's testimony to the defense's case then? Well, I think it uh, it's important to say that much of what the uh, medical examiner had to say fell in line with what the prosecution has been arguing, which is that it was the police and their actions that led to his death. He acknowledged that uh, he had a heart condition and he'd taken drugs, but he the real reason why Mr. Floyd ended up dead was because there were three police officers on top of him. Yeah, like that's one of the biggest moments of the trial so far. Um, I'm sure that the defense is going to come in with a bunch of stuff trying to uh, prove... Just discredit yeah, their own uh, and, expert. And prove why the drugs play a bigger part in it. Um, but I did, I do think that that's pretty damning for the case to have the medical examiner up there who did not watch the video intentionally, like made statements saying like, I did not watch the, the video that was circulating, circulating prior to the examination and made the call that it was asphyxiation that caught, like that was the main cause of, of death. Right. Because the... <laughs> The defense's entire, I mean, I said it before, but their entire defense is that George Floyd just happened to die during the nine minutes when he was being right uh, dogpiled on. One of the biggest problems for the prosecution, I think, is going to be the fact that that's a, that's a almost nine-minute video, right? And for four of those minutes, like, he's not talking. He's not struggling. Like, the knee is still on the neck. He's not, like... How can you say that he was a threat at that point when he is yeah. not talking, when he's not moving? Again, like, my whole point back to what cops was what used to piss me off as a kid watching cops is that, like, there's no need for this. No. Like, I understand that, like, he was a non... Uh, Com- compliant? Compliant or whatever the fuck you want to say. That's fine. But, like, at a certain point, he's not. he's no longer a threat to you. You have him in handcuffs. You have him down. You have him outnumbered. Right. Like, what the fuck are you... Yeah, what is the reasoning behind that? So here's another clip from the same show uh, that kind of just outlines the entire prosecution's case thus far. Sort of the heart of the prosecution's case uh, was what what we heard this week, starting with uh, Chief Arredondo of the Minneapolis Police Department saying that what the officers did was not in line with the, uh, the department's policies. And you heard from police trainers kind of saying the same thing. You heard from... uh, the uh, detectives from the uh, Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension uh, going over the work that they did in, in, in reviewing the case. And, uh, and then we got into the medical testimony. 
uh, you know, the, the, the prosecution really tried to lay the foundation for what the medical examiner had to say. They talked about um, the levels of drugs that were in Mr. Floyd's body. Uh, the methamphetamine apparently was a very low dose. Um, the amount of fentanyl that he had in his blood actually uh, matches up with what some people would get arrested for when they're drunk driving. So obviously those people survived the level of fentanyl that he had in his system. So, um, you know, there was quite, quite a bit of testimony sort of uh, not really building up toward the medical examiner because he was, I think the prosecution always knew he was going to be a little bit problematic, but they tried to lay a foundation so that you would uh, understand what he, what he had to say better when he finally got in and, uh, and talked about it. I think those are important, important points to the case. Uh, the, the fact that the, the amount of drugs in his system um, weren't, high enough to kill him in that moment this guy didn't have a heart attack like he didn't overdose this isn't a dmx situation where like he overdosed and went into cardiac arrest and then cardiac arrest is like i would guess pretty easy for a medical examiner to figure out yeah yeah post-mortem um you know so i have it's all just a dodge anyway it's all a distraction from what we should be talking about which is why does this keep happening yeah why is this an american problem well and with this specific case uh, again in in the dante wright case the the whole distraction is like was it an accident taser like whatever Mm -hmm. doesn't matter these were the actions that were taken now we have to decide like what are the consequences for those actions? Same thing here with Derek Chauvin and George Floyd. It doesn't matter how many drugs were in his system. It doesn't matter what any, like, oh, was it a mistake? Was it like, is, was this procedure? Was it not like, this is what happened. What are the consequences for this action? Um, can you justify this? And with the amount of police, yeah, that have, I mean, trying to get mad over like who is worse, Derek Chauvin or uh, what is this officer's name? Uh, uh, Kim Potter. Kim Potter. Like trying to get distracted over who 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 is a worse officer or who did their job. Like it doesn't. Both at the end of the day, someone ended up dead because of both their actions. Right. So now you have to figure out were they justifiable actions. And if they well, and weren't, what we should be figuring out more than anything is how to prevent this in the future. Right. Well, while we're like, we do need justice done, which we never seem to get, but we also need a plan in place that is going to be like, how do you address this going forward? Well, it's going to keep happening. We never get justice, it feels like, because yeah. of. And we can't keep. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. We can't keep getting in a place where we have overlapping cases, where one case is going to trial while another case is being protested right. freshly. Like, this is why. The, the protest crowds are getting amped up. Why they're getting pissed yeah. is because it's the same. We, we keep protesting the same fucking the same thing. Same thing over and over again. And that goes. And we get like promises that there will be a review board or something mm-hmm. and something will get done vaguely in the future, but there's never a concrete solution idea of like, right. how do you address this? Yeah. And it goes back to the point of like, well, how do you tell some, how do you tell the group of people to peace, to be peaceful when on the other side of that, like there's, death murder like over and over again or even or even proof that the cops are very likely looking at you and texting about like how they can't wait to hurt you yeah yep um one of the reasons i feel like we never get justice for these kinds of uh for these kinds of cases is because of the blue wall typically uh in in cases 
similar to this, there's been understood to be a blue wall, uh, which is police officers having the back of other police officers. Are we seeing a shift with this testimony, or is it that this particular case was so egregious? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's sort of a national shift uh, around this kind of issue. And of course, police themselves would say that there is no such thing as a blue wall. But uh, uh, here you had uh, four officers all uh, very quickly, um, you know, rounded up and questioned and, uh, and, and uh, you know, kind of testifying against each other, essentially, even though they weren't yet charged, but they all were, were fired. Um, and so, uh, you know, you, you've just got a, an, an incident where I, I think, you know, many law enforcement officers just really don't want what happened that day to be seen as how police deal with uh, suspects. So um, I think the, you know, the, the, just the video and, and what everyone has seen uh, is, is an instance where, you know, police kind of don't want to be identified with that. Uh, and so, um you know, it's a special case, but it's also one of these many cases that we've had over the last few years that have been widely seen and shared. And, uh, you know, and I think that, you know, to to a certain extent, the, the at least the higher ups are going to have to be more responsive to what, uh, you know, what the public is perceiving when they see this kind of thing. And uh, and so that's why you'll see, you know, so many uh, police chiefs and others kind of turning against their officers when they, they see this kind of thing in the public. I think that that last part of that sentence is the biggest point, and it's the one that, that pisses me off the most, because what if there weren't cameras? In the case of George Floyd, in the case of Dante Wright, in the case of uh, Michael Brown, in the case of go on, like on and on and on and on, what if there weren't cameras? Uh, you know, like you can, the police can sit there and say there's not a blue wall, but the evidence doesn't, it, it doesn't back that up. Yeah. It's always the, having the black, uh, yeah. we, the black community, black Americans have been saying forever that the police have been targeting them unjustly, treating them differently, right. much more harshly. And now we have proof, like undeniable proof in the form of constant videos. Right. That, that citizens are catching, that family members, and their, their loved ones. Thank God for the technology generations, because if it wasn't for having cameras in our pockets all the no, time. No, and I think the thing that probably scares police the most is the fact that m- more and more people, their first response is to pull out a phone and start recording the police. Yeah. Because it's probably a good idea to have a record of what actually happened, well, because we can't be, they can't be relied on to, to fucking tell us. And I've thought, and I've, Stacy and I have been standing outside smoking, uh, there, there was one night where we were standing outside, cops pulled up across the street, because I guess there was, I don't know if it was like a husband and a wife got into an argument or something like that, the, the, the police pulled up, and I remember Stacy's initial reaction being like, we should go inside. We don't want to be out here. And I was like, no, we should not go inside because we should see what happens for everybody's sake, for the cop's sake and for the sake of whoever yeah. the cop is. Do about you also to... think that like, can you admit that that's a pretty white thing to be able to say to is like to have the to have the option to be like, no, I can stand here and be relatively assured that I'll be safe. Oh, I viewing the cops. Yes, I yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that. I I do think that there is a, a lot of instances where it's not just white people standing outside 
recording the police. Um, I do, but I do think that, like, I, I understand that sentiment that, like, yeah, I'm not afraid. I think you're probably right that, like, more people should watch. Like, you I, shouldn't be afraid. My my thought is that, like, the cop is probably not going to come over to me and argue with me about about sitting there and watching. Um but also the reason that I am doing that is because I don't trust either party. I don't trust the person who's behind the door that the cop knocks on. And I don't trust the cop that's knocking on the door because I've watched this story happen too many times. And if I have to be the camera in the area, then uh, like, I don't want a cop to be able to pull somebody out of a house and just beat the shit out of them. And then say, well, he did X, Y, Z. Well, I think, I he think had a bad character. Right. I think to your point earlier about, like, thank God for the technology, that it has been helpful, I think, in some cases. I think George Floyd, the reason that has been such a galvanizing event is because that video, there is no excuse. No. It, it takes so much hand-waving yeah. and, and and being just a shitty person to, to see that and think that that isn't a... Yeah. Yeah. But, but, like, cops have had body cameras. We've had dashboard cams to try to prevent this stuff or to try to back up reality. Well, and it doesn't seem to help because no, because it comes down again to that blue wall where there is a police fucking Derek Chauvin was arrested after after this and was in prison for or was in jail for four months and then the police union bailed him out in October and he like if the if the roles were reversed and George Floyd killed a cop like nobody is come is organizing to get him out of jail like the, he is not he's showing up to court in a jumpsuit with handcuffs on right not the way that Derek Chauvin has showed up in a suit with you know in a nice suit haircut like whatever not sitting in a fucking cell um and so like that doesn't play a difference in in sentencing when someone comes in right. looking like a criminal versus when they come in looking like a yeah a citizen in a I just have suit. I just have a huge problem and and, and it seems like you know, again, we keep comparing our own personal experiences to like, I have never thought that I am going to die. I have never experienced a cop who, when they get out of the car initially, is enraged already, is so on edge that they're screaming at me before they get the, to the car. I've dealt with some dickhead cops before, sure, but I've never dealt with one that was screaming at me before I knew why the fuck I was getting pulled over. Right. Um, Here's a case that's going on right now. Uh, at the same, at the same time, this isn't a case that's going on because there, we'll get into it. Um, but there's a lawsuit going on. Uh, and here, we'll just let uh, CBS set it up for us. One of the police officers involved in a controversial traffic stop of a black and Latino army officer in December has been fired. Body camera footage shows Windsor, Virginia police officers Joe Gutierrez and Daniel Crocker pointing their guns at Army 2nd Lieutenant Karan Nazario before Gutierrez pepper sprays him. Lieutenant Nazario was released without being charged and he is now suing both officers. Have you seen this video? Yeah. This is insane. He is in a uh, Humvee or a Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's in at a gas station. And right? he's in, yes. And he's in his army fatigues. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and what's insane to me about this clip or, or, or about this instance is A, how the, the interaction starts at all. The police are on edge from the fucking time that they get out of the car 
they're screaming at this black guy who is like completely calm the entire time and is just asking what's going on. And I'm going to play this clip now. Uh, this is an interesting video too, um, because everybody's recording in this video, which is a sign of the time. It is right? because because uh, the, the, he is the the army uh, lieutenant is in his car. I guess with his cell phone cam. He either has a dash cam or he's got a GoPro in the car or he's got a cell phone. He definitely has something on the dashboard that's recording his end of this too. And then you have the two uh, police officers' body cams. Um, so I'm gonna play this clip. It is a long clip. And you and I may talk over it a little bit. We may just let it play out. But there's a reason that I want to play this, and it's because of the tone from both sides. And and this, to me, is a glaring uh, example of that double standard that I was talking about a few minutes ago. Come around your side. Let me see your hands. How many occupants are in the vehicle? What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? Open the door slowly and step out. Open the door. I'm not getting out the vehicle. What's going on? Get out the car. Open the door slowly and get out. What's going on? Get out of the car now. Open the door. Get out the car. Hold, 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 hold. Hold. Keep your hands outside the window. Keep your hands outside the window. My hands are right here. What's going on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. What's now. going on? Get out of the car now. I want to point out uh, before we go on that the entire time that all of this is being screamed, from the time that he stops the car, his hands are up on the steering wheel and completely visible. Like he's got his forearms on the steering wheel and his hands up. Uh, you, you, if you remember a couple of years ago from Ferguson or whatever, picture hands up, don't shoot. Like that's essentially what he is doing. His hands are visible probably because as a black guy who's been pulled over before, he has experience with this type of shit. Um, and, and, and the temperature of this conversation, I mean, that's me speculating, but I just want to point out that as he is being screamed at to show his hands, he is showing his hands. His hands are are very visible and one cop is standing uh probably like seven or eight feet like on the side the driver's side pointing at pointing his gun at the window the other cop is like right up next to the window probably four feet like uh parallel with the with the driver they can all see his they, hands. they can all see him yeah get out of the car now i'm serving this country and this is how i'm treated Yo, what? Guess what? I'm a veteran too. I'm gonna obey. That's Get what... out of the car. What's going on? Get out of the car now. What's going on? What's going on? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. I'm sorry. What? Get out of the car now. What's going on? Get out on? of the car now. Get out of the car, sir. Just get out of the car. Work with us, and we'll talk to you. Get out of the car. You received an order. Obey it. I'm. I'm af- I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I? Yeah, you should be. Going? Get out. What's get going out. on? What get did out of the I do? car. Get out now. I have not committed any crime. You're being stopped for a traffic violation. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest for a traffic. You're being detained. Okay, you're being detained for, for a traffic violation. I do not have to get out the vehicle. You haven't even told really? me why I'm being stopped. 
Really? Get your hands off me. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me, please. Get your hands off me. You know what? Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Back up, I didn't do anything. Don't do that. Sir, get out of the car now. Don't do that. Hey, get out of the car now. Pepper spray is coming out. I'm trying to talk to you. Okay. I'm trying to talk to you. Get out. Can you please relax? Can you please relax? Get out of the car right now. Man. This is not how you treat a vet. Uh, I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're gonna treat me. I, I didn't do anything. Whoa, hold on. Hey, What's going? On? Hold on. Pepper spray deployed. Watch it. Air Force is deployed. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. That's fucked up. That's fucked get up. Get out of the car now, sir. Just get out of the car. I'm trying to breathe. Ugh. Get out of the car now! That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. Get up! Get out of the car! Get on the ground now! You're gonna be in a pit! I I don't even want to reach my seatbelt. Can you take your seatbelt off? Get out of the car! Can you please? Get out of the car now! This dude is blind right now. Listen! Get off your seatbelt and get out of the car! Look, I'm just gonna just please. You're gonna do what you're told. Get out of the car! Look. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Look, take your seatbelt off. Look, my hands are out. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. My hands are out. Don't reach your hand. Don't reach your hand. My hands are out. Please. Please. Look. This is really messed up. My dog is in the back. My dog is choking. Get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off. What are you, a specialist corporate are you? I'm a lieutenant. Lieutenant, get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. You, you made this way more difficult than I if you just complied. Get out of the car. I'm reaching for my seatbelt. Fine. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Straight onto the ground. Straight onto the ground. Ma'am. Is your commanding officer available? Ma'am, let's go. Is your commanding officer available? Get on the ground. Get on the Can ground. You please talk to get me on the ground now. Get on the ground and you're getting sprayed again. Get on the ground. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Get on the ground. Get on the ground now. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Get on the ground. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Yes, sir. You're not. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Why am I being treated? Now they're shoving him on the ground. Why am I cooperating? Get on the ground. He's kneeling down slowly. They're pushing him quickly. This is really messed up. Sir, just what you're This is really, this is fucked up. Thoughts? Fuck those cops. They they ended up releasing him with no charge, right? Yeah. So for a track uh, a traffic infraction that was so minor, they didn't even bother fucking charging him, or didn't exist at all. Why did why did they fucking address it like start it like that? If, like they couldn't just tell him like as soon as they like if you I, watch the video from the beginning, it starts on body cam. Like so, you see them like the you don't see the cherries go on, but you see them like pull over into the gas station or whatever. Yeah. They get out of the car with guns drawn. Why are you getting out of the car with guns? Like, what the fuck? Over, they say expired tags. Again, another case of expired tags. Yeah. Why the fuck are you dr drawing guns when 
you have expired tags because he had tinted windows and he was a black guy and they didn't know if there were any other people in the car. And he says it says in the video, I think that I have a dog in the car and he can't breathe because yeah, he's fucking pepper spray. Right. I, so I do believe they might have seen a shadow behind tinted glass and thought there was someone else in the car. Maybe. Maybe. Also, that don't fucking that does not mean it could be a kid. Right. It doesn't mean you have to have a gun drawn. Right. And there's also I think the reason like they like because he kept asking like why am I getting why would you get me out of the car for a traffic. Yeah, the reason they can't, they don't answer him is because they don't have a fucking answer. No, they don't. They're, like because there is no legal reason they should be getting him out of that vehicle. The only reason, in my opinion, the only reason he's being pulled over is because he's a black guy in an SUV with tinted windows at night. That's why. And when he got pulled over, he drove up a little ways and pulled into a, a lit parking lot with people around. With who people around, think that's probably the smartest movie made that night. Yeah, because he could be dead otherwise. Right. There's also that moment in the clip. I also don't like if you're gonna tell someone not to move their hands and keep their hands up, then don't also tell them like, "Well, go down to your seatbelt." Also, like, like I'm not gonna get shot. What about also? What about uh, uh, you're fixing to ride the lightning, son? Yeah, like, like that's a, that's not gonna look good in fucking court. There's the, and, and then, what he's meaning is the taser, right? That that's what I think. The ride the lightning. I don't know. He had his gun drawn at that point. Was this gonna be another accident? I don't know. Uh, the other, that's the other thing is like how much would it he just oh I thought I had my taser out well yep. there you go uh-huh. that's a fucking bullshit Oops. excuse that people are gonna latch on to yeah the other comment that he makes uh, there's two other comments that I think need to be talked about in that clip and the the other one is like he's screaming at them they're both screaming get out of the car get out of the car get out of the car and he says i'm honestly afraid which i understand these guys are fucking raging like they're yeah. freaked the fuck out you're all he's doing is they're asking. acting like they're fucking swat officers who yeah. just kicked in a, a fucking flop house or something right this is not the level of intensity so you need to bring to a traffic stop. They're screaming, you know, get out of the car, get out of the car. And he says, I'm afraid to get out of the car. And the response is, yeah, you should, should be. be. Well, the, then I'm definitely not fuck? getting out of the car. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, and what it, ominous bullshit <clears throat> is that? And then the other, the other comment that I think is, at least in my mind, and this is me speculating, but... It, there's the moment where he goes, what are you, special ops, spe-, like, whatever, and he responds, lieutenant. At that point in the video, uh, his door is now open. He's he's still blind. He's got his hands up. You see the, uh, shit, this is the first time on Un-American <laughs> that I have, that I fucking punched the mic. Uh, Getting animated But here. you, uh, you see him get out of the car. He's got a seatbelt on. He's still blind. His, his, his fucking arms are up. Um, he's got spray dripping from his face and whatever, struggling to breathe. And uh, at that point, the question is asked, like, what's your military position, right? I believe in that moment, those cops knew they fucked up. I think so, too. Because they they, they saw camo from on his arms when he opened the door and he was in full fatigues with patches on. I think they knew that they fucked up. Fuck. We just got an active member of the military and for no here's the thing i'm not saying that that military personnel are above the law but when you're pulling somebody over for no reason raging at them for no reason drawing your gun for no reason threatening them with riding the lightning and you should be scared to get out of your car and then all of a sudden they get out and they're in full military fatigues like Ah, uh, we might have just fucked up. Yeah, uh, but it also makes me wonder that, like, okay, they, so they 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 picked the wrong person and they happen to go viral. Fuck, 
this it can't be the first time they do this. No. Th- this is just the way they pull people this over just the for way expired pull- plates. Here's as someone who currently has expired plates and has for fucking a while. Like, I don't want to get fucking tased or pepper sprayed no. over them. Well, lucky for you, you're white, so you probably won't. Yeah. Um, which is bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. This is the fucking problem with the goddamn system. Here's something that's crazier, and this is the last clip that I have of the episode. But here's something that is even crazier to me. The way that this ends, like, to your point, and, and they've already said it too, that he does not get charged at this. There's an, there's an exchange in this very long video. Uh, like, I know that I played a long clip of it. It's actually, like, close. It's like a half-hour video. Uh, but there's a, there's an exchange towards the end of it that is mind-blowing to me. According to the lawsuit, the officers also threatened to derail Nazario's military career if he pursued further action against them. If you want to just chill, let this go, and no charges filed. We'll take the handcuffs off. We'll get you a bottle of water to drink on and sit here until you feel comfortable driving. Now, after that search of his vehicle turned up no violations, Nazario was released without charge. The governor of Virginia has asked state police to investigate the incident. CBS News reached out to the Windsor Police Department. We did not hear back. Anthony Nazario's attorney said he wanted to file the lawsuit to hold these two officers accountable. And so these kinds of stops stop happening. I'm think, coming around to your thinking of when they saw the fatigues, they realized how much they fucked up. Right. But and uh, they tried that to, is, and they tried to flip it, and they were like, "Look, if you just want to let this go, we're not going to fuck up your career. No, you're not going to fuck up your career." Yeah. Which at the start of the clip, we know they've been fired. At least one of them has been fired. Yeah. Um, you know, like to me, just, I can't that imagine. Just blows my I, mind. I don't know. I mean, mate, I'm trying to put myself in the only, uh, the only way. I only know police chiefs from fucking TV shows. You know. Right. But I'm trying to put myself in the the there's shoes of being brought this video or or, presumably they have to go get the video right like it's stored in the police station that right well and watching that and thinking like these are my officers these are the people out there under my name keeping the city safe and this is the fucking bullshit they're doing yeah i can't imagine anybody not like firing them on principle alone right then being like no you are not fucking but again it makes me wonder you are not apache helicopter goddamn you know gunners in vietnam it this ma- is not war it makes me wonder though how if if we aren't living in an era of body cams and cell phones or gopros or whatever he had in his car how often does this shit happen and it just goes it just gets swept under what, the rug to, to poor people who like, well, you know, and like you can't no one listen to you can't even be black and serve this country in America and not have this shit happen to yeah. you. I mean, it's become the the like uh, well, black wall shopping or black wall driving. It's like it literally is a crime just to fucking exist in this country, yeah. looking a certain way. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You're know. gonna be fucking followed around a store or pulled over routinely for nothing. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 I think we just need to do away with minor shit, like minor traffic infractions. Really need to be. We need to all grow. Like we're it's a we're fucking adults as a society. Do we really need fucking license plates? Like, is there not a simpler system that we can't just pay based on like they know we own the car? Like, why do we or need? Why do like? Why don't we just make cars with license plates? Yeah, just and, and then, like, like, actually, like, just make every car with a license plate and then just assign it a state. Because it's really for someone fleeing a crime, right? That's really when you need it. Right. Like, I feel like there's a simpler way we can get, or, or just take that off the, like, like police don't have to deal with that shit anymore. There, there has to be a better way to do this. 
There should be. What I, I want to look at countries that have similar setups to ours and yeah. be like, what are you doing that isn't leading to this that we need to mimic? Yeah. Is it just our history? Is it just the, like, the fucking the history of slavery and racism that's embedded in this country? Other countries have that. You know, it's in mm. the UK. It's in Canada. Yeah. It can't just be that. Is I, it just the way we, like, other, like, the UK doesn't, their cops don't have guns. Maybe that's maybe part of the deal. Maybe it's the, uh, maybe it has something to do with the size of this country, too. Because there are, like, there are areas of this country that are so white that like you there isn't there is no diversity like right. you don't experience other people so whatever you see in a hip hop music video may be your opinion of the black community yeah and if you're watching a little or boozy a fucking, video where he's slapping somebody in a fucking yes Cardi B doing WAP at the fucking Grammys yeah. and driving everyone insane or whatever I don't know it just to me it, I, it, I think part it, of the that might be part of the problem though is that we're the way our because it is a city problem right it's almost always in really urban areas well where well, we, typically where we hear about it yeah as far as like these big like but I think, these videos and I, shit i think part of the problem is the people who are policing these communities are not part of these communities so don't feel like they are yeah yeah no i we, uh, we are gone with the days of like the fucking uh the mayberry uh andy you know sheriff andy fucking knowing everyone in the town right and, you know and yeah, no, I it might be more of what we need. I, uh, I don't know. I, I just wonder. Can how do we fucking fix this? It, it sucks because, like, as a white thirty-something-year-old, I, I just like I would love to see this problem fixed, and I know that I am like the, the billionth person to have this opinion that like. And one of the people that is least affected by it. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like this whole, the way that the police interact with the community. And I'm not even saying, like, again, I want to reiterate that, like, I don't believe all cops are bad. But I do believe that they serve a bad system. And that, like, that may not be bad intentionally, but I think the system that enables good cops also enables bad cops, and that's the problem. Well, and there's a system that it's the whole like brotherhood thing. We can't have that in the police. We can't have people willing to sweep other people's shit under the rug. Yeah. It's not like if you work at a fucking convenience store and somebody makes a fucking mistake and you don't tell the boss because you're like, well, I like Frank, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rat you out. Okay. That's one level of of camaraderie. Of camaraderie, yeah. But like, hopefully, at the convenience store, Frank, you're not killing people, <laughs> and I'm not the one saying like, yeah, like, I, what do you mean? Like, the other guy did something first, like that. I don't know, man. I just i I don't think every cop is bad, but I do think that there is a system that they serve and that serves them. That'll, that that breeds this type of shit. And a big, I think one of the bigger things that we could do, in my opinion, is break up the fucking police unions. If the the police unions themselves are, are very much part of that camaraderie and that brotherhood. The protection, that blue wall is, yeah. is pretty much completely 
I don't know, man. It just sometimes. I don't know if you want to break them up because they do a lot of good in making sure police are paid and the police still aren't paid enough, which probably might also be a root cause of the right. problem. Overworked and underpaid is never a good fucking combo. I just don't want gangs of people with badges because they're not different than gangs of yeah. people without and badges. You, I mean, yeah, and, and and how long until this problem becomes, you know, you're you're facing a rampart scandal fucking like the L.A. did in the fucking early 90s right. where you have entirely, like, that is a gateway to crooked cops. As yeah. much as, like, if you want to say talk about gateway drugs, you know, like, that kind of behavior, that cowboy shit, like, pulling our guns for a traffic stop, that's, it, that is what leads to extortion and fucking running drugs yeah. and the worst behavior we see in cops when they get caught. Yeah. So... I know this one is going to be different as far as how do we rate it, but typically we we work under the system of fraud, traitor, treasonous, fascist. Uh, as far as the the cases that we've talked about, Kim Potter, uh, um, Tim, fuck Gannon or whatever, uh, the Derek Chauvin and and then these two cops that are involved in in the pulling over and pepper spraying of the army. Um, Lieutenant, where do we rate their actions? Um, I can tell you that my thought is that they're traitors to the job that they were given. Whether or not intentional, whether or not accidental, they betrayed the oath that they took to serve and protect the community without a fucking bias like your job is not to discriminate it's not to see anybody who looks any certain way and be like i bet they're up to this and they and they betrayed us within the framework of the system that is supposed to protect us yeah which is the the most gross part of this is that they're misusing the thing that is supposed to keep us safe and they're turning it into a weapon of fear right when it is supposed to be the thing that is that you literally call when you yeah you need you know protection I, I don't think that they go to full on fascist because I think that uh to, to be fascist they they would have to be like this oh, they would have to be a gang of people looking for this yeah. type of interaction yeah. and i don't, I don't think, think the, i don't think the machine i don't know if it's inherently fascist it's inherently treasonist tre- yeah treasonous to me well treasonous and traitorous well, in, it, in, in under in, yeah. in, in under these circumstances i think you could probably take either but i still you can agree or disagree with me. It sucks because we don't have a deciding vote here. But I still think traitor is pro- traitorous to that th- their duty. Yeah, is probably the best I think way. I agree with that. He's a traitor. Next week I have a. Uh, a di- w- next week we'll get back to um, sticking to a, a specific person and a specific timeline. Jim will be back. I actually like. I have. A, I already have an idea for how next week is going to go, um, and I am excited about it. But that will bring us uh, to the end of another episode. We will be back. Um, but before we go, I do want to say that we have a Facebook page that we can be found at. Um, so search us, Un-American, on Facebook. We can also be found on Twitter, at Real Un-American. Um, and we can, you can also find us at our personal accounts, at Un-American B, at Fevered Heart, and at American Actual J. And uh, Frank, before we go, can you please tell the people how... The listeners how they can support the show oh you can do that by uh following us giving us a like a subscribe uh share and a review 
Episodes are available weekly, and of course, bonus content is available over at patreon.com forward slash unamerican. Uh, so go check that out. And as always, we appreciate all of your support. We do very much. Thank you, Frank. And thank you to our listeners. We will return next week. Uh, but before we go, our dishonorable mentions this week are, of course, we'd start with this name. I'm going to botch the first one. Scott DeJournez, I think. That's not right because there's not an N. DeJourno. DeJourno. Uh, that, that, that's not right. <laughs> DeJournez? Uh, the other pizza that is racist. <laughs> yeah. Of Tennessee. Over Papa John's. Mario D. Diaz uh, Ballard of Florida, Byron Donalds of Florida, Jeff Duncan of South Carolina, Neil Dunn of Florida, Ron Estes of Kansas, and Pat Fallon of Texas. Um, And your job as our listener, of course, if you live in their state, is to vote against them and put them in a future unemployment line. Thanks. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.